Let's get out to the uh, Sprint special guest line. Uh, buy any phone, or excuse me, lease any phone, and uh, get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit a Sprint store nearest you. Of course, he's a great friend of the program, former Ute, former New York Jet as well, our good friend Trevor Riley. First and foremost, Trevor, how are you? How are your loved ones? Everybody doing all right? Everybody's good, man. Same with you guys, I assume. Yeah, doing well, right, Gordo? Yeah, trying to, trying to in these uh, in these difficult times, uh, trying to find the best way to to, uh, to to survive and thrive. Yeah, man, this whole situation is crazy. I just can't believe that uh, I'd ever see this in my lifetime. It's crazy. Are you are you finding reasons for hope these days? A little bit more each day. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you follow the news, it sounds like we might be plateauing, at least here in Utah soon. So that's good. And I'm just, you know, you're always worried about older people and people who are sick, predisposition to sickness. But, uh, yeah, it's a tough deal. So this is a question just because I honestly don't know. I I had a conversation with a college coach in a different sport, an assistant coach, uh, who was talking about how hard it is to figure out what he should be doing right now when everything's on pause and with the rules about recruiting. And he was feeling stir crazy, like he he should be worried about something. What what is on the top of a college football coach's mind right now? You know, honestly, it's it's the health and safety of the players more than anything. I mean, uh, I know there's not a lot of young people that are being dramatically affected by it but that's the first thing is you know kids go home and there's a lot of downtime and there's obviously the illness going around so you want to make sure your your position group your your unit everybody's healthy and safe and not you know messing up off the field and doing well in the the classroom because like you said there's not a whole lot you can do right now uh, as far as teaching and scheming and getting ready for the season Trevor, how have you found the transition from being uh, the pupil to the teacher now? I mean, how much different is it? And how much has your frame of reference from the past helped you in uh, in this new role? You know, it's funny you said that because uh, I'm still a pupil in a way because, you know, obviously the greatness of Andy Ludwig and, and, and Jim Hardy and a lot of Fred Woody Hamilton's guys on the offensive staff, I'm learning a lot. And I have learned a lot from these guys and as far as relaying that information to the younger guys. You know, it it, it was a, it's been a, a transition. The hardest thing is having someone try to get something on the first time you tell them. And a lot of time you think it's the kid's fault, but usually you're not communicating it well to them. So it, it's been a, a transition to say the least. But it's been good, man. I'm enjoying it. I'm learning a lot about offense. I'm, I'm able to bring a defensive perspective to the offensive side of the ball, especially the tight ends. I covered them. I went against them in the run game for years in college in the NFL. So I'm able to give insights on, you know, what I'd be looking for as a defender and some tricks that would help them and different things. So it's been good. You know, Trevor, you're still uh, a young man, certainly, but a little bit different generationally than uh, your current 18-year-old. Has it been easy or difficult for you to identify and communicate that communication you're talking about with uh, younger people? You know, it's it's funny because I my, my senior of high school, we still had flip phones. <laughs> and when my mission came back, and I got my first iPhone at 21 or smartphone at 21, 22. So that whole thing has changed everything. And social uh, media and just kids' priorities and what they do in their downtime. Even though there's only maybe a 10 to 12 year difference in age, it's actually a lot bigger than what I was doing at their age compared to what they're doing in their downtime and for fun. 
there's been a transition. I'm not going to lie. It's been an adjustment. But the biggest thing with the kids these days is that the attention span. You got to get them right away, and you got to hold them for for short periods of time because their their attention's everywhere. You know, they have so many things pulling at them, so many different ways to get information. Uh, you have to be able to deliver concise and good information quickly so that they'll retain it. Trevor, do they know who you are? Do they know uh, what you did on the field? And how much does that matter? Or do they judge you solely on the information that they're dis- that you are dispensing in the moment and the usefulness of it? You know, in a perfect world, it wouldn't matter who I was or you know if I was a good player or not. But the reality is, is that as an ex-player, no matter who you are, you always can, can carry a little more weight behind your words. Now, your words still got to be good. You still have to be – it doesn't excuse bad coaching or bad teaching. But it, it definitely helps. It can't hurt you. I mean, uh, unless you get into an old Uncle Rico situation where you're – you know, I can throw a football five miles and do that whole thing. You'll lose them quickly. But if you're serious with them and you can give them uh, – you know, as you're talking to them – as long as you're giving good information and, and it's in, a, in an efficient way, it absolutely helps. I mean, um, it, it definitely, definitely can't hurt you, like I said before. Jake, doesn't uh, doesn't Trevor strike you as the kind of guy that uh, I don't care what these uh, young players have accomplished in the past? If Trevor says it, don't you think that you'd be apt to listen? All he has to, all Trevor has to say is, "I played a whole season on what was it, uh, Trevor? A torn ACL? <laughs> what, what, what was yeah, it? Yeah, man, through? torn ACL and meniscus, and I'm still uh, suffering the consequences of that. You know, a, a lot of that was ex. Some of the best coaches weren't the greatest ex players. Look at Belichick. I mean, he played to college football and never played pro ball, and he's the greatest of all time. So, a lot of times for ex players, especially NFL players, coming down to the college game." You got to realize that uh, you're kind of starting from square one. Yeah, your your past, you know, can help you maybe get in the door, but you still got to work hard and you got to make sure that you're respected once you get in the room. And it's one of those dynamics that for a lot of guys, you know, you see some ex players get into coaching, they last a year or two, and then they're out because they don't have the patience. And and you think, man, you know, I did this, this, and that. Why am I not progressing, or why uh, why is it hard for me? And a lot of times, like I said, it's a whole new it's a whole new world. You know, it's funny uh, saying this uh, because you're with us right now, uh, Trevor. But, Jake, when we were talking the other day about leadership and and leaders and what characteristics they carry, some guys just sort of have a certain presence about them. And I don't mean to I don't say this to embarrass you, Trevor, but Trevor kind of has that. Don't you think, Jake, Uh, a certain demeanor? And I can't even explain what it is. But I, I would think that young guys would have a tendency to listen to you, Trevor, even 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 before you really start dispensing all the good stuff. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, uh, I don't know how much I can say to that. I just know that you know the guys around me. I, you're, I'm lucky that I'm in a situation, and a lot of us are, that we have Coach Whittingham, who's been around forever and won so many games. Coach Allud, who's the longest tenured offensive coordinator. Jim Harding, you know, all these guys, Fred Whittingham, that, that, that you learn from these guys, man. Um, coaching is, uh, I know it's kind of boring to talk about, but coaching is kind of an art form. You, like I said, doesn't, you don't have to be a great player. You don't have to be a former player. Some, some great coaches name play. So it, uh, the leadership part you know, has a personality trait, but the relaying of information, man, it's, uh, it's, it's been fun to learn how to do that. 
Trevor, I uh, want to bring up a conversation Gordon and I were having uh, before you came on. We were talking about Devin Kafusi, but uh, Gordon broadened kind of the, the topic a little bit and talked about whether or not it was okay for fans to get worked up about a college player leaving a program. And I brought up the Gordon Hayward situation if Jazz fans were okay to get upset that Gordon Hayward left. And we have a tweet that came in here uh, from uh, – True Brew Coog, a BYU fan, who says, uh, as, as you brought up the way Hayward left the Jazz, I thought about Trevor Riley once saying he had no problem with the Gordon Hayward decision. I wonder if his opinion is still the same. So I thought I'd pass oh, it along to you. Well, here's, here's the thing. Coaches can leave whenever they want, all right? And it's no big deal. The player wants to leave and it's the end of the world. It's like, dude, they only get one chance to play. So if it's not a good situation for you, I have zero problem with it. And I know I'm on the other side now and it, it can hurt you. You lose the guy that you wanted, but at the same time, it can help you. I mean, we got Francis Bernard. Think of how great that was. Hunter Sedford last year. So uh, at the end of the day, it usually will wash out. Hopefully you end up ahead on the transfer game. And you know, you guys all know where it's probably heading in the next couple of years. It's probably going to be you know, free agency almost, but you can't have the same, you know, I say butthurt over a player leaving and not be butthurt about uh, Bronco leaving for Virginia or, you know, whatever the situation is. Because as a coach, you commit to these kids and you commit to the families and then, you know, 300 days later, you're taking a new job. How is that fair? So I see that side of it. And I have zero problem with Gordon Hayward, man. I mean, uh, it was, it's, the only, it's the only profession, professional source, you never get to choose where you're going to work initially you know they tell you where you're going to work you have no you have no choice so i don't have an issue with it what else uh, trevor how do you feel about what's going on now we talked about coronavirus and all that but what what, what is the toll on the players moving through this period of, of mystery well the biggest question mark is is there going to be college football this this season and i think yeah. that it's probably if i had to bet i would bet yes but you know, a lot of these kids are thinking, well, okay, I'm going into my senior year. Uh, it, let's say there's not, or it's an abbreviated season. Do I want to, you know, maybe they'll give me some eligibility back. Do I want to come back? Do I want to be done? Um, you know, some kids are probably going to be out of shape. Um, so th- th- there's all those kind of questions going around. Plus with schooling, uh, it's just the whole thing changes with online, with classes. It's past fail now in a lot of schools. It's going to be maybe continued into the fall. So, a lot of question marks. Uh, if there's not college football, if it's online classes, am I going to be staying, living at home, wherever that's at? There's a lot of different things. I have my apartment lease. Do I need to pay for that, even though I'm not going to be there? It's just a whole lot of question marks, but it all revolves around the one question mark is, is there going to be college football this fall? Well, let's talk about that a little bit, Trevor. Let's uh, let's look forward to a season that that we hope happens because uh, University of Utah uh, has a lot of replacing to do, particularly on the defensive side. Uh, but offensively speaking, I mean, uh, Tyler Huntley played a pretty big role last year. Zach Moss played a pretty big role last year. Overall, as a team, how challenging is it going to be going into this year when there are going to be so many new faces playing prominent roles? Well, those two guys are what we call erasers. You know, you see how a guy messes up on a play on the offensive side of the ball. Those two guys have the ability to still make a big play or make an efficient play happen. And uh, when you lose two of them in one year, as big as those guys were, obviously those are two big holes to fill, but we think we've done a pretty good job in recruiting. With Bentley, Cam Rising, we got Julius back there, and obviously we got a slew of running backs and a lot of young guys. But at the end of the day, uh, in college football, you always lose guys. It's not like the NFL where you know guys play ten year, twelve year seasons. You can count on them. 
you always count on it. So uh, it hurts, but I, you know, there's been teams where they, they've lost you know, start eight guys and they're starting 11 and had a better season the year before. So it's a lot of times it comes with development. Guys get older, guys get stronger, and they're still kids, man. I mean, what you saw last year out of uh, freshman and sophomore, they could be totally different players next season just on body growth and exposure, experience in the game. It's hard though when you're when you're in the Pac-12 or any Power Five conference, and it's the schedule, man. Every week you got a big game, and especially in our conference, there's up. You know, the worst team called Colorado a couple of years ago went from the cellar to winning the division, and and that's the kind of conference we have where you got to be up for every game because you never know what's going to happen. Now that you've had all this experience, Trevor, both playing and coaching. What advice do you have for young players? What, what do they need to know that maybe you didn't know when you were coming through? I would say uh, try to try to learn multiple positions, at least to learn what, what the other position is doing. So, for example, as a tight end, I want to know what the, the, the offensive tackle is doing. I want to know what the receiver route is so I can understand the whole concept better. I think when I was younger, you know, especially my first two or three years in college, I kind of just locked into my role. And, yeah, I had some success. But my senior year when I took a a big picture of the whole defense and saw what was going on and knew where the corner was going to be in cover two and knew where my safeties were in the run game, it helped me play faster and it helped me make, you know, I could take shortcuts because I knew I had help here or help there. I knew what this guy was going to be there to support me. And a lot of guys, whether even it's a running back, I want to know what the offensive line uh, pass blocking scheme is. That way I can fit up on the right guy. I want to know what the route is of the tight end so I don't run my route too deep. Those kind of things, they're small nuances, but you know, they add up. If you, if, you, if you chip away and chip away and you're, and you're taking these shortcuts, I call them, uh, as the game and season goes on, all of a sudden you realize that you, you've hit a few more big plays and maybe you won a few more games. Trevor Riley with us here on the Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Compare Kyle Whittingham, the coach, with Kyle Whittingham, the boss. Uh, very similar. Um, Kyle is a very uh, demanding guy in the, in, the, in the respect that he expect you to, expects you to do your job and do it well. Uh, he gives a lot of freedom to players and coaches of your role. You know, here's your role, do it. And if you don't do it, you're going to hear from me. And I think that it's one of the most fair ways to do things. Uh, he doesn't ask you to do too much. He doesn't ask you to do too little. He asks you to do what he thinks you're capable of, and he expects you to do it the right way. And it's very similar. Uh, you know, as a player, um, you know, coach was he's the type of guy that you can go talk to and be honest with, but at the same time, you, you didn't want to cross him. Uh he, he could rip your, you know, rip your face off, uh, metaphorically speaking. But that respect was there, though. And as a, as, as an employer, as a boss, you know, it's similar, but it's just different. And, and, the, and I don't have to run this route, or I don't have to tackle this guy. I got to make sure that my work's done. I got to make sure my guys are playing well. And I think he's he's very very fair, very simple. You know, Jake, it's been a minute, but uh, when Trevor was a senior at Utah, do you know he had 100 total tackles, 16 and a half tackles for loss and nine sacks? No big deal. Uh, (laughs) Those are some nice numbers there. And, you know, you weren't 100%. Yeah, well, I had the luxury of playing multiple positions, so uh, they put me in good positions to make plays. I got to play defensive end against – passing teams and in passage where I got to play linebacker against running teams, running situations. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying. If, some, if, if guys would just learn how to learn more, I guess, learn more about the guys around you, make yourself more 
what's the word? I guess kind of like Terrell Burgess, kind of like Julian Blackman. Hey, I can play corner. I can play nickel. I can play safety. You know, those, those type of guys for the most part, with a few exceptions of the specialists of pass rushers or the lockdown corners, the guys who can do more things, they end up being more successful and, and your team ends up being better. Trevor Riley with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Last thing for me, Trev, uh, Brett McMurphy, uh, who covers college sport or college football particularly, did a um, an athletic director survey. And I won't bore you with all of the numbers, but uh, what he released today was talking about the, the postseason for college football. And the vast majority of athletic directors at the FBS level, 72% actually, prefer an eight-team playoff. And the majority of athletic directors prefer automatic qualifiers from every conference and an automatic G5 qualifier. What is the perfect postseason for college football in your mind? I think that's the way. And then you have you know, automatic G5, highest G5 uh, ranking. You have the five you know, P5 conference champions to give you six and you give two at large. I think that would be fair. And honestly... I don't understand why we can't just go to whatever the FCS, F, uh, FCS is doing. I don't know if there's a 16-team playoff, but if they can do it, why can't we? And a lot of times it still shakes out where the top four teams end up in the in the semifinal. So a lot of these big blue blood programs, they don't, you know, they always. I think the biggest thing is they want to protect themselves from having to play too many games and exposing themselves. But at the end of the day, it's already done at Division Two, II, Division Three, II, Division One, Double A. So. I don't see the big deal. I, I wouldn't mind a 16-team playoff. Uh, I don't. I don't see. I think that's what FCS does. I don't see the big deal if they do it. Why can't we? Jake had some questions about protecting the, the athletes from too many games. Is that a legitimate concern? The problem is, though, like I said, it's already been done. So why are we like better than the lower levels than the big well, well, states and we were state? Well, hold on, because because my opinion was get rid of conference championship games. If you're going to go to eight playoff teams, get rid of conference championship games. That was my whole argument. And if you look at the FCS level, how many games? What's their regular season, Trev? Ten games, nine games? I mean, it is a shorter regular season. So that was my point: was get rid of conference. Is championship it really games. shorter? I don't know if it is. I know. Yeah, I know they usually play one or two big dogs, uh, D one teams, and then they have a small D two team they play in the in the pre in the pre league. I don't know if it's ten games. That might be the same level. They just may not have conference championship games. And even then, I think they do have those also. If someone can look into that, I'm pretty sure that they have almost the same thing we do, except they have. Maybe a game less. I can't. I don't know. But they have a 16 team playoff, if I'm not mistaken. It might be eight. Either one. They have a big playoff, and they've been doing it for years. So, so I, I, the, the, point, the point is, I don't see if it's already being done. I, I don't know the exact numbers. But I'll make sure we're right on that. But if it's already being done at those levels, those guys are the same age as us and playing the same sport, the same referees a lot of times, I don't see the big deal. Trevor, last two questions from me. The first one is, have you had enough of a taste of coaching now that you're absolutely certain that this is your life's calling? And the second thing is, having gone through the draft, uh, what would you say to the Utes that are sitting there wondering whether they're going to be drafted, where they're going to be drafted, where they might end up going? If I remember correctly, I think you went and played golf on draft days, didn't you? I did, man. I did. I knew I was probably a third-day draft guy, fourth through seventh round, and I couldn't stand to watch TV. So I went and played golf, man, at a nice golf course in uh, Solana Beach, California. But as far as my life calling, man, 
uh, it's starting to feel that way. You know, um, in coaching, you're always looking to make that next move as far as more responsibility, a better better situation for yourself. And I don't know what the future holds. Maybe I get, I get back into the NFL. Uh, we'll see what happens right here at Utah. But you know, I love it. It's, it's addicting. It's uh, very much a drug uh, in a way that it's hard to get a step away from the, the competition, the scheming, and uh, the camaraderie of, of being part of a team. So uh, right now, I feel that way. I mean, that could change, but I'm enjoying it. My wife's on board so far, which is more than half the battle for all these coaches, and um, I'm enjoying it. Well, I'm sure you're going to be successful, whatever, however it turns out. If uh, Jake, you would agree with me, Trevor seems like he's got what it takes. Oh, yeah, you bet, man. And and we're rooting for you. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Um, Gordon, stay in the house, will you? I'm worried about you, man. <laughs> Everybody is. Everybody is. I'm trying to, you know, you mentioned the old feeble guys. Uh, that's me. So I'm not I'm that old. <laughs> I'm trying to take care. You too, right, man. man. Thanks, All Trevor. Right. Uh, Trevor Riley, former U, uh, currently on the coaching staff up there, former, of course, uh, New York Jet. By the way, so Weber State uh, this year, Gordon, 2020, mm-hmm. yeah. they have 11 games on their schedule, uh, three non-conference games, so they play eight conference games, 11 total. And then and then they had, let's see, they did they go two rounds this, this year? Uh, no, they went more than that. but Three? Uh, yeah, I believe three. So it, it still is at least one fewer conference game than some and then one fewer regular season game than uh, mm-hmm. so it, it would be two fewer regular se- or two fewer games if you got rid of the conference uh, championship, right? Don't and by the way, way to you. way to misrepresent my opinion to Trevor, by the way. Oh, that, you've never done that to me. Never have you? once. You have never, ever mischaracterized my positions on anything. Never happened. Not once. All right. Stay tuned. We'll have more big shows sure. straight ahead. <laughs> big thanks to Trevor Riley for jumping on with us. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.